Hey guys, we are live on both YouTube and Twitter for the NAIA Bracket Breakdown. We want to say a couple thank yous first off to Fifth Quarter CFB, who sponsors us and keeps us going here, as well as to uh, Temple Sporting Goods Powered by AgCraft. If you have not gotten any of our sweet merch here, um, tomorrow is the last day to do so. Please go and uh, take a look by there. Also, a big thank you to 417 Helmets, who sponsors us. Got our helmet behind us. And John is twirling his football, his game ball. Is that the yep. only game ball you ever got? As a, ever as got. And most offensive linemen don't get game balls, but when you come in and dominate the game, you get a game ball. Fought for University 2011. What was the score of that game, John? 95-89. Were you, overtime. Were you playing with a round ball or the oblong one? All I know is I had one defender in the ground multiple times, a lot of times during a game. But anyways, let's get to what the people want to talk about. Let's NAI football playoffs. So let's go through these kind of one by one. Guys, I, I want to just give you a oh, little They say we're upside down. We're upside down. Uh-oh. All right. So we do want to kind of give you a, a little heads up. It is just us two. We do not have a... Um, we do not have a producer. How's that, guys? Am, am I uh, right set up now? Are we still upside down? Are we still upside down? The stream is the upside stream down. The stream is upside down. How's that? All right. Take two. Let's try this again. How is the stream upside down, John? No. Maybe we can try it. Hamburger. Or hot dog. Wood. <laughs> That's never happened before. That is strange. Our stream on, on Twitter was upside down for those of you on YouTube that are so kind to be watching via uh, YouTube. Uh, right again, shall we? Okay, these messages <laughs> are not coming through. Uh, we are going to be calling people. I am going to go ahead and plug in. I totally forgot yeah. that I'm going to be calling people. So I'm going to try to snake this in. And... Okay, that catches me. Does that catch you if you scooch back? Yeah. Right. I don't know if that's you can, upside you can down or not. Over. All right. Well, it's the other. Let's find out. All right. So let's try this again for uh, Twitter. Twitter folks, if you can tell us if yeah, tell us if we're upside down or not. Yeah, I, I would really uh, like to get that right. So before we begin, if we get somebody in the comments, tell us if we're upside down or what. Much, Much better. better. Yes. Sweet. Thank you. All right. So before we go ahead and launch into this, I'm going to go ahead and say um, it is just us two. There's no producer, but we want to make this live show bracket breakdown as good as possible we have friends that are going to join us live um all around the country all the way from um oklahoma or, or uh, texas to kentucky. arizona to kentucky we have friends that are going to join us and talk these teams and uh, tell you what to expect in the first weekend of playoff football. And, hey, guys, we got two playoff team shirts right now. I have the Seahawk Fast Kaiser Polo, the Grandview shirt. We appreciate those teams reaching out to us and uh, 
giving them some clothes. So I have to go to my local Goodwill. So I appreciate you guys. <laughs> um, you know, we had a ton of other teams throughout the year. U Pike, Faulkner, uh, Indiana Wesleyan, Weber. We appreciate all the programs that sent us stuff. That makes it what we're worth doing. I mean, it's for the kids. We do it for that main reason, but you know, this perks are pretty nice right here. That's one yeah, of the reasons is. I coach football for is I get clothed every year. Just good stuff. That's right. So let's let's not waste time. The first game we got was the G Pack Champions Morningside Mustangs that have the longest winning streak in all of NAI. The Dickinson State North Star Champions that came in at eight and two. Corey. This is not the first round game you won if you're Dickinson State. No, they all. beat Northwestern last year in the playoffs in the first round, which Morningside and Northwestern are a lot closer than people think. They just showed it this past Saturday. But I don't see Dickinson State hanging around with Morningside for very long. I don't either. The the thing last year is that Dickinson State had a cornerback that got uh, picked up as an undrafted free agent. He was a yeah. lockdown cornerback, Jay Liggins. Um for for Dickinson in that first round game, um, so there's no Jay Liggins this year, no. um, and I think that's going to be be a problem. Uh, you know, Derek Vandebosch, as as we um, highlighted in, in our little snapshot, does have 60 tackles and two picks, but I don't know that that's going to be enough to stop that. If offense. you're if you're Dickinson State, you're wanting to get behind Ahmad Andrews. You know, he's had some success this year. He's at 730 yards. A little bit of Dickinson State, especially all the way since that Rocky Mountain game. But if you're Dickinson State, the the the, the key to this, the just you just want to just stay close until the fourth quarter, to maybe the shot happens. Um, just grind it out if you can. But Morningside is just such a difficult team to do that against. Now the next game is our number two seed, Marion Knight, versus Reinhardt. And we have our friend Ben Spicer, who I am calling right now. He works uh, for Kentucky Christian, who played Reinhardt earlier on in the season. Um, so we will get his take on the Reinhardt Eagles. Joys of being live. Ben might not be on the line. Well, while Ben's waiting, you know, we have Reinhardt, who has kind of had an underwhelming season. They played in the weakest division in the Mid-South with the Appalachian Conference or the Appalachian Division. Um, I would say their toughest divisional game was St. Andrews, which is a second-year program, Corey. Uh, Reinhardt has a lot to prove. Um, you know, you got a team over there that's fuming in the Mid-South, Southeastern, that thinks they deserve that bid over Reinhardt. And some people have problems with the automatic bids, especially with the divisional winners. But, you know, James Miller, Coach Miller, to be my first-round opponent, yeah. you know, especially with as, like, somebody like Marion, who is such a high-rated seed, which I don't think Marion's going to have any problem with Reinhardt. I think it's going to be a three-to-four uh, score win for them. But Reinhardt's kind of a tricky team because they are so physical. They have the ability to grind it out. But lucky for Marion, that that works well into their favor because they're a physical team as well. I agree. I think really the big difference in these two teams is uh, the fact that, you know, both love to run the ball, but Ethan Darter can and will throw the ball if he's asked to. 
Right. Absolutely. And I, I think it comes down to if Darter's efficient enough, he just takes care of the ball. I think Marion can go far away in this playoffs and maybe you mere each grambling. But uh, let's go ahead and get to that third game for you. you got your third national seed, Kansas Wesleyan. This is a big one. If you're a Coyote fan, you're wanting this Baker matchup. Yeah. You're all over Twitter. You know, let me plug the phone in, keep our power. You're all over Twitter wanting that respect. Well, how do you get it with beating the in-state opponent that's not in your conference? You know, Baker is in the heart, and they won the heart south. So, you know, if you want respect, Kansas Wesleyan, go out and do it against Baker. You've got to, and uh, I'm, I'm going to pronounce this just to make sure that we do it right. Quarterback Johnny Photo. Yeah, Johnny we're, Photo. We're going to get that one right. Um, 43 touchdown passes this season. I know you play in the KCAC, but it's hard to do on the air. Yeah, it really is. And then Shaq Bradford, um, for him, a little bit of an offseason only had 18 sacks. 18 sacks. Only 18 There's a lot of teams that don't get the 18 sacks. Right. So, uh, again, yeah, if if you're Kansas Wesley, you want to go out and win this thing and win it convincingly. Do you think they're going to beat down? Baker with uh, with J.D. Woods and Marco Aguinaldo. You know, I think the big thing for Kansas Wesleyan, you just got to be true to who you are, and they are a, you know, a get it out into your athlete offense. They're a high-scoring team. They can be a juggernaut on offense. Last year against the game against Benedictine in the playoffs late, that they had success getting out there to their athletes. The question is, can the defense bow up against Baker? Baker doesn't necessarily have the firepower consistently to put up high-scoring games, so we'll see who can pace who. I think that's the big thing there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I'm. You know, we didn't go over who we thought Marion. I, I think Marion's going to win that. Yeah, one. I got Marion, and then I have Baker winning Kansas Wesleyan. I think. I, I think that Baker just their front seven is going to cause a lot of problems. Kansas Wesleyan. And when you're relying more on a vertical passing game to have success, because I don't think they're going to get it out into the perimeter or be able to run the ball as much, I think Baker's going to win that game. I think that number 11 total defense for um, for Baker is, is a truer number. Than and let's not forget, seven. Baker beat a number three seed last year in the playoffs yep. with Bethel in the first round. Yeah, I am. I, I think that's going to be an upset there. Um Grandview Concordia really that was a that was a really good one. I have Grandview going very far. I think that the number the the best two teams, the hottest teams right now in NAI is Morningside and Grandview. Grandview has the best defense in all of NAI, just my opinion from what I've watched. You know, I, I think Concordia is going to struggle running the ball. You know, you have Joe Woodley over there, first year head coach for Grandview. You know, he preaches toughness, physicalness, and they are very sound in run gap control. You know, luckily for us, Corey, we got to watch a lot of Grandview games on ESPN3, and they only struggled one time this year, and that was to Evangel. And I think if they played Evangel, you know, yesterday, they would have dominated. They are on a hot streak right now. I, um... You know, Concordia's going to try to run the ball. They've been a second-half team all year. 
I just I, I think that Grandview's defense is going to uh, stop that run game. I'm excited to see the the matchup between Coach Schumacher and Coach Woodland. It's gonna be a good. One. You know, it, you know, at this point in the season, guys, it comes down to three things. Offense is not one of them. Yep. It's great defense, great special teams, and great coaching. Yep. So in our next ma- matchup, uh, we have College of Idaho and Ottawa. I'm going to go ahead and call a couple folks off of the visitors, Ottawa, on there. Well, while you do that, let's talk about College of Idaho a little bit. They have the second longest winning streak. Right now they are at a 15-game winning streak after going 10-0 this year. They started out 0-5 last season, and they have so many returners back. So let's go ahead and, you know, I think we got our guys on the phone right here. Yeah, one of them. I, I got to get – Okay, get well, then I'll keep talking about hey, college. I'm going to add, I'm gonna add, um, I'm gonna add in uh, Vince here. Okay, we got Darius James Peterson. That is the helm for College of Idaho. He is probably the best dual-threat quarterback in all the NAI. You know, he's able to run it, pass it. He has over 500 yards rushing. You know, just he's efficient through the air. Teams have a big trouble, and this is one thing the Spirit's going to have to figure out. With their defense ends, with the read option, Corey, are they going to take quarterback or are they going to take running back? Because Peterson's made a lot of teams pay this year out in the frontier. Really has. Hey, Vince, this is Corey. Let me go ahead and merge hey, you Corey. in with um, with James Latz here. All right, man. All right, so to talk a little bit about Ottawa and um, – their team, we have James Lex from Champion Sports, and we have Vince out of the JV Sports Show out of Phoenix, Arizona. How are you guys doing tonight? Um, talk to me a little bit. Um, some of our viewers might not uh, have gotten to see um, Ottawa a whole lot. Um, but tell us a little bit about um, who this Ottawa team is. probably midway through the season is that this team kind of started and finished uh, with one guy, and that guy is uh, Austin McCullough, the quarterback, who was the, the preseason uh, Offensive Player of the Year in the Sooner Athletic Conference, and uh, we're, we're waiting you know, for how all that shakes out here uh, postseason, but that hasn't been the, the case the last few weeks. The defense has actually carried the day for these guys, and um, They've had some key injuries on the offense, uh, starting with, uh, you know, the beginning of the season, they lost a couple of running backs. Uh, so some other guys have taken up the slack in the backfield, uh, most notably Christopher Ewens, um, uh, who has really carried the load. But Austin struggled off and on the last couple of weeks, and, uh, and defense has stepped up. They haven't scored as many points as they have through midseason. Uh, but it's been an interesting ride for them. It's their second year of football, and uh, and there's a lot of excitement in the community for what they've done. Um, obviously, there, there's been some scrutiny nationally, uh, the fact that the Sooner Athletic Conference is a, is a newer conference, probably not getting the respect of some of the more established leagues out there. Uh, so it'll be an interesting matchup this first round uh, with uh, College of Idaho. Vince, I, I think Ottawa, Kansas, Wesley, State are all in the same boat in these playoffs. Just like you said, they're coming in different isolated areas and looking for that respect. But let me ask you about the one blemish on Ottawa's season with, uh, yeah. you know, a uh, lion out there. You know, we, we, we got to watch some of the highlights of that game. 
It looked like yeah. Lyon was able to create pressure unique and gave that rush to McCullough. Do you, do you think that will help him? That loss maybe becomes a lesson for the offensive line and McCullough as they go to the playoffs with dealing with that pressure? Yeah, that that remains to be seen because there were a couple of, of dynamics going on in that game. Um, number one, uh, you know, the defense for uh, the Scots really showed up that game. It was it was it was a great game. It was a great game plan. Put a lot of pressure. Um, uh, Ottawa's starting center was out, uh, Tristan Sheehorn, and so they struggled. And uh, uh, so you know there was that, and and the Scots had a really, really good set of running backs. Uh, their names escape me right now. If I were to look on the roster, I could, I could find it, but uh, they, they came in, they ran the ball really well. They kept the offense off the field. That was the probably the, the number one key is that uh, Ottawa spotted, uh, got a couple of, of touchdowns, got spotted to them early. They led that game 14-3, and then uh, Lyon just did a, a really good job of controlling the clock with the running game, keeping things going while they didn't score a whole mess of points. They did just enough to win the game, and they won that game 18-14. So uh, it was a combination of those two things. Uh, but since then, you know, Ottawa has, has learned to kind of take up the slack a little more with their own defense in, in helping out uh, their offense with, uh, you know, with, with some of the deficiencies that they've had late in the season, um, particularly with their passing game not getting on track as they did early in the year. So... I think it's a better team now. They're a better, a more well-rounded team uh, because of the fact that, you know, you've had different role players that have stepped up that maybe weren't counted on as much early in the season to really get it done. So you're, you're going to see a different team this, this time around. Now, are they going to see, you know, have they seen a team like what they're going to be facing in Caldwell, Idaho? I don't think so. Uh, you know, you're facing a 10-0 team that's ranked number fifth, uh, five in the country. Um, I'm looking through their their schedule. I've had haven't had a lot of time to do a lot of homework on these guys, but they you know they played uh, each conference opponent twice this year. Uh, maybe had their number each time, and obviously were undefeated. So it'll be interesting to see you know how things shake out and and, uh, and the strengths and, and maybe the the deficiencies of each uh, team and how they match up there. James, if you are Coach Mike Nesbitt. Um, how are you attacking this College of Idaho team? Well, uh, Vince just brought up, I, it all starts with the defense. You know, this is an offensive, uh, high-power offense in Ottawa, but the defense is really going to be the key. Uh, I'll also say this, take a look at uh, the black game they're coming off of from yesterday. They played an 0-10 Sagu team that was that's number 16 in the country in defense. That is still 0-10, but next week they're playing College of Idaho with the number 17 defense. So they basically got a warm-up game yesterday for the College of Idaho team. They got to travel. They went through the whole thing, and they got to see what a top 20 defense is going to do to them. And I think that's going to be huge, getting a look at the film on that. Uh, you got to slow down. I don't know how you're going to slow down uh, College of Idaho, especially on their, uh, on their rushing. Hey, um, yeah, I mean, it, they're, they're just a classic, uh, classic good old football, uh, traditional football team, right? Pound the run and stop the run, right? Right. right. Number five and rushing offensive defense. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, having seen Christopher Ewins that running back to Ottawa yesterday, I can tell you he is going to cause problems that maybe is going to surprise Carlos Ryan. So I, I have to see him in person. He runs very well. He was a big part of the offense yesterday, and I think that's going to be part of their key. Is they have to run uh, that. 
that running defense from Idaho. And then from there, I think they got to really hang in there in the fourth quarter and try to come away with something. College of Idaho is strong, but it's going to all be from stopping them, stopping uh, that, that rushing attack from Idaho. And on the defense of that, I think it actually really starts from right there. All right. Well, before we move on from the game, guys, just real quick, uh, Vince, we'll start with you first. Just give us a prediction of who you think is going to win the game and what's the score. <laughs> We're going to put you on the spot, man. Okay, okay. Well, I'll say this again. This is this is going to be the, the best team that, that Ottawa's faced all year. Uh, you know, and as I said a, a few minutes ago, I mean, Lyon with the rushing attack really came at him, and and that you know the fact that they were able to keep the offense, to keep the spirit offense off the field. Uh, obviously caused them to, to come away with a loss, their only loss of the season. Now, I say that, but two weeks before, Ottawa faced the best running back in the league, hands down, in a guy named Tim Win- Winfield out of uh, Lancaster. And they, they neutralized him to, to the extent where, you know, this kid's used to getting more than 200 yards a game average. They, they got him down to about 130, and most of his damage was in the first half. Once they figured out a way to attack him, and, uh, and shut him down, he was limited to less than 30 yards the rest of, uh, you know, the second half. So, uh, walking away with the prediction, well, in, in terms of the travel issue, Ottawa travels well. They, they do travel well, and because yeah. they only have one conference team in the state of Arizona. Everybody else is either in Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas. So, the, the travel isn't going to be as much of an issue as you think, especially if they're flying into Boise. They'll get there probably Thursday. They'll have the whole day Friday and uh, to warm up for the game. So, I think that that won't be the factor. The issue will be if uh, Chris Ewens, as James had pointed out, if he can get on track early to take some pressure off of uh, Austin. Austin has to, to do a, a, a better job of looking for his receivers, and he did that really well through midseason can't always throw uh, to the isolated guy. He's got to mix it up a little bit, throw into a little more zone, and uh, and he should be good. Obviously, the defense has to step up. Um, you know, it would be it would be foolish of me to, to bet against uh, uh, the spirit, but if this is the toughest game or toughest team on their schedule, they have to play flawless in order to come away with the victory, and it's going to be a close game. Uh, and that's the other thing that's unfamiliar territory for the Spirit team. They're not used to, you know, playing close games. Yeah, yesterday was pretty close through most of it, and uh, and and then they ended up opening it up late in the game. So, um, you know, that remains to be seen. If 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 uh, if it's close, I don't know. I don't know. But if they can get the jump on them early, get a couple of touchdowns early on, and and uh, really affect the psych and confidence of uh, College of Idaho, then then they they should be able to come back with a win. Thank you for that, Vince. What about you, James? Go ahead. Give us your prediction of what's going to happen. Well, uh, I think I think Ottawa's going to get out to an early lead, maybe in the first quarter, and then they're going to be fighting to protect it all game. The College of Idaho team, I look back at the history, they're not like a they're not a St. Francis or a Morningside that has this long, you know, decade long track record. They're they're kind of due to the playoffs as well. And I think Ottawa is going to come in, maybe surprise them, maybe get a quick pass or something that, you know, breaks 60, 70 yards. So it goes up, I don't know, 14 nothing in the first quarter. But then I think the game will then begin. And we'll see this team pound it out and try to open up something through the air. 
Uh, I'm, I'm kind of be curious how the weather is going to impact this game. It's not supposed to snow, but it will be cold. Uh, let's see if that'll, that should favor uh, of Idaho. Overall, though, I think Idaho a better team. I think they're going to come away with a, a victory here at the end. But uh, I think if, if Ottawa's going to win this, they've got to really jump out. Uh, kind of the way <laughs> kind of the way Baylor did last night. We appreciate your time, and uh, we will uh, hopefully be talking to y'all uh, again next week. If, if Ottawa uh, comes through the victory, I think we'll uh, get back in touch with, with y'all obviously, again and, and talk sure. about the game next week. So we appreciate you, you guys, and we'll talk at you. All right. Thank you, guys. We appreciate the guys from the JV Sports Show and then James Letts of Champion Sports Network always coming with us. Now, Corey, um, you know, we're going to get to our predictions at the end of it, so we'll continue on. Um, if you couldn't hear it or anything, all you need to know is College of Idaho, Darius James Peterson, dual threat quarterback, very impressive, read option type guy, can throw on the run. Uh, the frontier has been a test for College of Idaho at some time, but they come out flawless through it. Ottawa, Arizona, they have one blemish on the season, um, lost a line in Arkansas, so, you know, I, th- I think it's going to be a really interesting game. Um, I-, I know who I have winning. I don't think it's going to go with what those guys said. Boys, Corey, let's get to the next matchup. Well, uh, before we do that, we've got Jason Walker okay. uh, to talk a little bit about College of Idaho. Jason, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Hello from Montana. <laughs> howdy, howdy. All right, so we talk about the Frontier, and, um, and you cover Carroll College, who has a long story tradition of college football. Uh, talk to me a little bit, uh, real quick, about uh, College of Idaho. Idaho is in sixth year after coming back from dormancy in 37 years. Actually, in their seventh year total, they had a zero year, which is great. It allowed guys to come on campus, get to practice with the coaching staff, and, and before they actually play games. Um, this is a team that's won 15 consecutive games going back to last year. And a team that could easily be, um, could have been in the playoffs last year after starting. Actually, they've won 16 straight games, I beg your pardon. They've won uh, six last year and 10 this year. But um, this is their third ever postseason appearance that they are voted. They've, this is a team that I've been waiting for and I've been watching for the last five, six years to take this step. And they finally have done it. Mike Morosky, uh, as a head coach, has done a fantastic job in six years. This was the only NAI quarterback, or only NAI coach that, as a quarterback, can touched down past Jerry Wright in the NFL. Wow. I did not know that. Tidbit knowledge. Thank you. That's absolutely awesome. We're going to tweet that out and give you all the credit for that. Yeah, he was Joe Montana with the 49ers. He also spent wow. time in Atlanta. But uh, back to this, you know, they're second in the frontier in scoring almost 38 points a game. They have the number one scoring defense. They allowed 17 all year uh, per game. Number one offense. One rush offense, the, the, the team is second in uh, total defense. And that's just the, as the team. I mean, when you throw in the fact that they only gave up 3.9 sacks per game, or, uh, average 3.9 sacks per game, they averaged or got 39, I beg your pardon. But they only gave up 11 and a half. So that offensive line is really good. That defensive line is so strong. And uh, number one rush offense, Frontier, 258 yards per game. And then individual. 
uh, around their quarterback there is James Peterson, the four-year starter, uh, the senior, uh, almost 2,100-yard passing, interception, 17 touchdowns. But he is the heart and soul of this, this Yotes team. It relies a lot on the rush with Calzaretta, Nick Calzaretta, 107 yards a game. Um, I, this is just, they're so balanced and so well-structured. I, I, it, it'll be hard to pick against them going into, and that's not frontier bias, that's just, this is a really good football team that, that has run the gauntlet on the frontier and knows how to win now. So, um, do you think they're going to um, attack Ottawa? Do you think they're going to try to go through the air and, and attack them blow for blow with that air raid system that Ottawa runs, or do you think they're going to try to ground and pound and short the game? Well, I know they like to ground and pound, but here's the deal. Everybody at, at Carroll College expected them to rush the ball at will at you know, 260 yards per game. Like I said, they came out and passed the ball almost 45 times, and that went over Carroll College in 49-12 uh, last month. And really caught Carroll off guard because Peterson, everybody thinks of him as a running quarterback, but he's got a heck of an arm. You talk about a guy that can throw the ball across the field, on the run, running opposite direction. Uh, he's got a heck of a gun. I, I expect College of Idaho to stick with what they do best, and that is pound the ball up the middle of Nick Calzaretta, uh, Dominic Gardoli, and of course, Derek Peterson running that option. But don't be surprised if they come out and start touching the ball around the field, too, because they have some receivers out there on the edge for DJP. You know, if you could give us just your prediction of the game, if you have one, what would it be before we wrap it up? I would pick I would pick College of Idaho in the first round. I, I know Ottawa's had a great year. Um, I'm going to go ahead and save. It, it'd be hard to talk for Ottawa to you know, keep it within two scores. Expect a high-scoring game, though. It could be like a 49-35 type game. Jason, we appreciate you joining us. and. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, we get you on um, next week to, to talk about a second round matchup. Fine, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, you. guys. Now, our next round, I think this is one of the most intriguing to me, Corey. Yeah. That Lindsey Wilson of the Mid South hosting St. Francis, who were the 2016 2017 national champions. So, uh, two great coaches going out, Hall of Famer or future Hall of Famer. Coach Donnelly at St. Francis. He is a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, excuse me. Coach Donnelly, don't beat me up. Um, Coach Oliver at Lindsey Wilson, the 10th year that started the program at Lindsey Wilson. He has them undefeated, unblemished. You know, I, we talk about first-round games you don't want. Yes, St. Francis has struggled a lot this year, but that's one of the games I wouldn't want. But here's the thing, Corey. I think Lindsey Wilson, the Blue Raiders, are going to be absolutely stoked to know they get St. Francis in the first round. Not only do I think St. Francis is vulnerable right now in certain areas, um, you know, I think they have a, a slow-paced offense a little bit that relies on pick and choose. But, you know, I, I think Lindsey Wilson could really take advantage of it. And the great thing about both teams is they're both battle-tested. Lindsey Wilson's had a couple great games. They ended up with a big win over Cumberland's which, you know, could make a deep run themselves. The Patriots, they snuck out of there with a win. That St. Francis, that comes from that tough States Football Association Mideast. I, th I think this, the key of the game is can St. Francis handle it? Can they handle the firepower of Lindsey Wilson? And also, guys, tell us if we still have volume 
um, need to know in the comments if we do not? Yeah, so for me, I, I really think that if you're Lindsey Wilson, yeah, you, you don't really, you maybe don't like the fact that you've got a first-round matchup with St. Francis, but it's at your place. You know good and well how hard it is to play in the, uh, the uh, in St. Francis's backyard. Well, you know, well, and Corey, here's the thing I'll say is that, you know, St. Francis has had success with Mid-South teams before. I mean, I personally witnessed it, you know, in 2013. Yeah. Um, you know, St. Francis defeated Reinhardt twice, once in the national championship, another in the playoff. You know, this is a big measuring stick game for Lindsey Wilson to win, and, you know, it, it's just going to be interesting. It's going to come on the shoulders of Cameron Dukes. It has all yeah. season, the quarterback, who really got his vertical passing game down. Last week, um, the last touchdown Lindsey Wilson scored was on like a 60-yard nine route. Um, but, it, you know, it's, it's going to come to – and Matt Craig will be efficient enough on offense and, you know, not have any turnovers? Or, you know, can St. Francis really limit the, the firepower of Lindsey Wilson? I, um, I've got Lindsey Wilson in this game. It's going to be a tight one, but I think Dukes uh, is efficient enough as a passer and is protective enough of the football to get it going. And I do think that Coach Oliver is going to, just as we've said all season long, I think he's going to use Cameron Dukes as a runner with eight rushing touchdowns on the season. I, th I think Francis is going to have trouble. We watch both teams a lot this year. Um, St. Francis does a great job broadcasting on Twitter. Lindsey Wilson with their portal stretch. I think they're going to have a long time with that 3-3 defense that Lindsey Wilson runs. So we'll see. I think, I think they're going to have a hard time. So to the loser of the Lindsey Wilson-Cumberlands matchup, Cumberlands gets sent down to West Palm Beach, Florida. Is, uh, I don't know that's the matchup the Kaiser really wanted. Well, you know, here's the thing. Play next year, the first game, these two. Um, so Cumberland's is outside that 800 mile, and you know they get to fly down to West Palm Beach. That's going to be nice. They'll get there on a Thursday, more than likely. Axe practice Thursday, Friday, or whatever they need to do. Um, but I want to talk about Kaiser's defensive back Sage Chun Young. He had a hundred yard uh, kick six. kick six against Ava Maria. That kid is absolutely explosive. He always finds a way to the ball whether special teams or on defense. Probably my favorite player of the year so far. So it's going to be interesting. You know, Cumberland's has made the playoffs plenty of times. They are the seasoned program. Um, you know, get out of the cold for a little bit. So this might be a way to actually be kind of nice for them. But they, they've been ultimately consistent all year. The Patriots have. And they've been flying under the radar. And nothing should be taken against them with their loss to Lindsey Wilson. That was an absolute war. You know, the question is for Cumberlands is can they find Darius Young out in space and get that cat in the ball? I agree. Also, to me, a big factor is can Cumberlands put the game against Lindsey Wilson behind them? You've got to turn the page and um, the Blue Raiders. This psychological aspect. And, you know, you look at Kaiser's. Full body of work. They had nice 
Uh, they had victories against four ranked teams at the time they played them. Um, very impressive resume for, especially for a team out in the Sunday. Yep. Um, you know, but they haven't really dominated anyone this year, yeah. whether at the bottom of their conference or at the top of their conference. Dominated anyone. So, you know, that one's going to be interesting. But let's go ahead to the next round. You don't have a. Uh, we'll, we'll go to the predictions at the end. We'll go to predictions the, end. The, the last game, we have Northwestern hosting St. Xavier. I've always told you guys to watch out for the Cougars of St. Xavier. They are known to make playoff runs. You saw it last year where they beat up Marion first round, a highly seeded Marion team. Northwestern, who this is the year of the Red Raider. They were so close against Morningside. I really doubted them. I had no idea they were going to close. You know, Corey, what do you think about this game? I I watched the St. Xavier, um, St. Francis game, uh, right. Illinois. Right. Um, I was n- not really impressed with the way the Cougars played. Right. Um, played uh, the, the Saints there. Um, you know, they, they let them hang around, and that is a team that a lot of other playoff teams have taken behind the woodshed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so both teams have, have something to prove here. Northwestern needs uh, you I, have I, the psychological aspect with Northwestern. Well, you know, you had the loss to Morningside, which I think later affected them in the playoffs, yeah, last season. Can they put that behind them because? They can absolutely make a run. Northwestern game. They have all the pieces there. They're explosive on offense. They're stout on defense. I think they showed a lot of vulnerabilities for that Morningside team that others are going to use as blueprint if they get that film traded to them. I want to see. Yeah. Um, all right. So prediction time, right? Predi- Before we get time. off. Of- yep, absolutely. Yeah. Day. I have Morningside absolutely blowing past the Blue Hawks. No disrespect for the Blue Hawks. They have accomplished a lot in the past couple of years. But I have Morningside winning by five-plus touchdowns. I have Morningside winning big there. Marion Reinhardt? I got Marion grinding out Reinhardt, I think, close until the fourth quarter. Marion blows it open and wins by two-plus scores. For the first, for the first three, three-and-a-half quarters, it's a low-scoring Low scoring game. Yeah. It's, it, this one is probably the quickest out of all the games. Right. I, I, I definitely think so. A lot of ground and pound from both teams. And but I'm gonna I'm gonna take Marion. Um Kansas Wesleyan Baker. I think it'll be this is what's interesting. I think Baker's defense leads them to a victory. That high powered number two offense for Kansas Wesleyan is gonna have some issues. Or actually they're gonna have a lot of issues. I have Baker winning by two plus possessions. Uh, I, I have Baker winning. I think uh, Sam Squarlow um, gives Kansas Wesleyan issues that they haven't seen off the off um, from from that his defensive back spot. Right. I think that causes the the Yogi's uh, out there. Um, Grandview Concordia. I have Grandview blowing them out. I don't think Concordia reaches double digits. I've, I've got Grandview as as well. I think um, Concordia's too much of a second half team for me, and I think if right. Grandview they they really out, Concordia does, and I think Grandview's gonna. Really, just just go ahead and, and cut that out right. on them. Uh, College of Idaho, Ottawa. College of Idaho, big. Um, I think Ottawa, Arizona is not going to have any answer for uh, Peterson there. Uh, like we said, they got to play assignment football, Corey. I think they're really going to expose them. 
especially with the read options they do and just rolling them, getting them out on sprint throws. So like, uh, who was it I just called? Jason Walker. He just said like, you know, the throw. He has an arm, man. So I think that College Idaho is just going to dominate that game. No disrespect for what Iowa Arizona has accomplished. And they have a lot in the past two years. But I have College Idaho winning that game. Uh, I, I have not winning too. I don't, I don't have it as big. Um, but, but I do think that that running game for College yeah. Idaho is going to be where Ottawa, Arizona is going to be a new face of NAI football coming soon. Just not this year. Yeah, I, I think that the sooner is is uh, is changing hands. Right. Uh, Lindsey Wilson, St. Francis. I have Lindsey Wilson winning that game. I think it's going to be close for four quarters. Lindsey Wilson pulls out late. We talk about, you know, um, Coach Oliver relying on Cameron Dukes in the run game to get that extra blocker in. And, you know, Lindsey Wilson is very unique with how they get pressure in that 3-3. You don't know where the pressure is coming from. They slam a lot. I think St. Francis has skated by a lot during the regular season, but don't take the Cougars lightly. I got Lindsey Wilson, though. Yeah, so I've, I've got Lindsey as, as well on that. I think it's uh, another tight one. It's going to be a war. Right. Um, Kaiser Cumberlands. You know, Kaiser has my favorite player in the NAI right now. HN young guy. You know, absolutely explosive. This one's going to be an absolute war. And I went back and forth with myself. Who's going to win this game? Who's going to win it? Coach Sosha's done amazing things over there. But I have Cumberland's defense winning that game for him in a very tight game. Cumberland's has the experience in the playoffs. They know how to play. Um, Kaiser does have those Kaiser's, 25. Kaiser's battle-tested. But it's different in the playoffs. You're you're hosting at home in front of your own fans. Um, the jitters get to Kaiser a little bit. Right. Um, that is hard. As a second-year program, you don't quite know what it's, it's a new atmosphere, and you know Cumberland's is the seasoned program. Uh, but I don't think Kaiser is going to back down at all. No. Not at all. It's going to be a physical game. But, uh, you know, for my favorite player in the NAI right now, the hottest new program, I have them just barely losing. I have Cumberland's in this one, too. It's, it's going to be close. I think Kaiser's going to prove um, prove themselves a little bit. Right. And our last game, Northwestern, St. Northwestern, an absolute blowout. I, I don't really care. I, I don't think Northwestern's going to let what happened last year happen again this year. I think they're absolutely focused. You know, you got Tyson over there at the quarterback position that can run, throw. He's Mr. Everything for Northwestern. I think they absolutely take off on St. Xavier, and they are hungry after that morning side game. You know, that's all they wanted this year was to finish undefeated, all taking over the GPAC. But, you know, you miss out on the small meal, which is the GPAC championship. Now you're going to that Thanksgiving meal, that big spread. Yeah. You want that national championship trophy, and there's a chance that Northwestern can make a run. Yeah. I, I We agree on every pick this year. We did which not. is very rare. It, it, that is a rare. Now, day. here way, and we're Documented national championship pick. Who's your national champion? I'm I'm gonna wear it on my shirt. I think Grandview. I think defense wins championships, and I think they've got the best chance 
to stop that, uh, to stop the morning side. I mean, let, let's face it. I mean, morning side is really the one that you're yes. coming up against. And, and I think that they have um, the greatest margin there. Um, right. we, we talked about um, with a couple of our Western uh, folks in our Discord chat. Yeah. You just have no against Morningside if you're Northwestern. I really, really think that Grandview has the largest margin of error to be able to play with those guys. Now, as much as I want to say Grandview, and there's some other sprinkle in there, pick the vanilla choice and go with the <laughs> Mustangs of Morningside behind RJ Ponder. You know, it, it, we always tell the story when we were at the national championship game last year. Um, you know, we're at FCS Bethune Cookman Division One school, and some of their players are out there just watching the national championship game. Division One FCS now, that's offensive line walks out, and they are in awe how big that offensive line is for Morningside. And those guys don't play games. There's a culture at Morningside right now, you mess with the best culture in college football right now. I'm looking forward to what happens, but I have the Morningside Mustangs winning it all. But I will say, if you're in the NAI, if you're in the, the center office up there, please you're don't put them. Yeah, please don't put Morningside and Grandview together. I know they're in the same state, but if that happens, please let them wait till the national championship game. Please, please don't do that. Too so much. yeah, so you know, on that St. Francis Morningside uh, national championship. So, anyways, guys. If you have a comment, you better leave it now, whether it's negative, positive. We love it all. I eat the trolls. Yep. So go ahead. Love the guys that uh, support us. I'll be at the national championship game. Damn right. So we're leaving December 17th? Somewhere around there. December 19th we're leaving. Go up there. And so we'll be over there for three days, uh, get some sightseeing in beautiful northern Louisiana. If you haven't already, check out our pinned tweet. Get some NAI football merch gear. Get right, you know, we great stories going on in NAI right now. Okay, we'll answer one question. If anybody else has a question, we'll get it. But Southeastern, we had a question about Southeastern. Why did they not get in? Corey, I'll go ahead and tell you the Sun Division from top to bottom was one of the weaker divisions. So them getting an at large is going to be hard to, anyways. And but they conference. were the first team out. They were. So if there was one more at-large bid, Southeastern would have gotten in. It's crazy to think that an 8-1 team like Southeastern got left out, but it's just the way the cookie crumbles a little bit. Yeah. Um, Edward Waters pulling out of the division, it, you know, it is. Yeah. But majority of the time, you know, there's 12 automatic bids. You better win your division if you want to make sure you have a seat at the table. If there's any more questions, you got about five seconds to get it in. But, Corey, I'm just – it's the best time of year. This is about the time of year we started this last year. Yep. We really started going. The count is a couple years old. But, guys, keep supporting the kids in AI football. They are your backbone of America, basically. You want hardworking guys. You're not going to find them at the Division One FBS level. You're going to find them right here at NAI football. That's right. Anyways, there's no more questions. We're signing out. Have a good one. <laughs>